um, the LeBron James experience would, would not, you know, and then, and then there's the other part, Pastor. There, there's, as soon as your family knows you have money, oh, you boy. have to manage all of those expectations. <laughs> that also terrifies me. So, no, the idea of being, um, being LeBron would not make a personality like mine happy. Again, you must know who you are, how you are, <laughs> right. before you wish to have another person's circumstance. That's true. Wow. That, circum that, that wow. shoe does not fit every, every person. Today on The Pastors, fear, anger, discouragement, confusion, depression, and many other expressions of how life's pressures affect us are rampant in our communities now more than ever. The recent pandemic and other epidemics have instilled panic deeply into the core of those who used to be brave. Has our society plummeted from the joys of life to drowning in despair? Safety insecurities coupled with the questionable motives of police officers are scattered in diverse areas of our country. What happened to daily life with the often delights that would brighten and keep our days illuminated with the hope that drove us to run freely into anticipated health and good fortune. Seemingly gone are those days and now many of the material desires in people's hearts have died. As many are finding value in one straightforward declaration, I want to be happy. What is happiness, and is it still attainable? Coming up now on The Pastors. Welcome to the pastors. Oh, we're so glad you're joining us yet again. Yes. We are yes. here for you. We know that you're going through, we're going through situations ourselves, and we're just here to help each other all the way through. You know, Pastor Nikki said something last week that was so awesome. He talked about the word of God saying that God's word is a lamp unto our feet, mm -hmm. which, you know, just like a lamp, it shows you right where you are and a light to our path, like a flashlight or our headlights that shows us where we're going. So we're pastors and we use the word of God to help you to understand where you are and where God wants you to go to just help to shine some light on your destiny, what God has for you and what he's promised. So be encouraged, be encouraged. And we hope to encourage you yes, today yes. because a lot of people are saying, I want to be happy. So Pastor Nikki, is being healthy better than happiness or is it the other way around? Man. What is yeah yeah or, or or is being happy better than being healthy? So, what is the relationship between happiness and our overall health, wow. mental health, physical health, spiritual health? What is the correlation between that and happiness? Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you said health, I thought about Brian should answer that question. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, as we're talking about um, happiness and, um, you know, we need to look at defining uh, the components of life, you know. Mm. When you say life in general, what are the components of life, you know. Mm -hmm. And so as we look at the scripture and as we look at illustrations that are there in Jesus dealing uh, with needs that are there, uh, we find there are seven areas uh, that make up what we call life, right? Right. Uh, uh, we have the component of number one, um, spiritual, you know, obviously. Uh, number two, physical. Number three, uh, psychological, right? Uh, number four, uh, financial, you know, uh, marital, you know, uh, parental. You, you know, th these are the areas that kind of make up 
life, right? And then so I think when we say the word of God is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, we talked about the kingdom of God and things. We need to look at each area and allow God to shed light if there is any darkness in those areas. Right. Right. For because health. we go through yeah. different seasons in our life looking for happiness. We might be financially okay, yeah. but on the other side we are down and, and so we don't know how to fill that up and right. so we are searching for happiness. <clears throat> yeah, but at the same time, we, other areas are good, right? And so it's, it's learning to allow that word in that area. So sometimes right. we don't know how to live in, in what I call the, 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 the wholeness of life. And so right. we make statements. Well, just because you're rich, you know, uh, doesn't mean that, that you'll be happy. Right. Well, when I got money, I get happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, but I get happy in that area. Right. Not in looking right. at the whole component right. of life. Right. right? And, and, and so you can't just say one area, right? Although the deficiencies in that area. Right. right? And so you got to look at life through the perspective of how do these seven things work together? Right. If they work together, you will have happiness and health together as a fruit of mm. it. Mm. You know? mm. So you can say, hey, you know what? I have a healthy marriage, you know, and I have right. a happy marriage. Right. Hey, I have a healthy family and a healthy relationship with my parents and I have a happy relationship with them. Hey, you mm. know what? I have a healthy financial picture of my life right. and also I have a happy financial picture of my... I mean, you can look. Hey, right. I have a healthy mind yeah. and a happy mind. You know, psychologically, right. there is some feeding. Thing. Spiritually, I am healthy and I am happy. You know, and so it's looking at those components and allowing God to shed light and grow up, bring truth in those areas. Mm, mm, so good. even with our bodies, talking about our bodies, because some people may say, well, I have money. My marriage is good. You know, there are some problems and stuff, but I just I just can't get over my body. They they really focus in like I'm listening to those seven and you're right mm. what about my body because I'm sick I'm ailing yeah. well again you know uh, physical is one of the seven mm. okay and the physical needs to be looked at different different ways yeah you know now I might be sick with cancer or I might be sick with with, with uh, whatever you know uh, right. a, a lung disease that is there <coughs> we're looking at that but you know what another person Again, looking at the physical, mm. they are completely blown away with the same thing in another area which we might not deem as sickness, but they don't like about themselves. Right. You know, I don't like my fat nose or it's hard for me to lose weight <laughs> yeah. or, uh, you know, what my, my father always compares me to my sister. Yeah. She's a little bit more oh, brighter wow, color than yeah. I'm more darker. This, the concept is the same in the physical mm. and the feelings of depression, anger, panic are the same. That's so good. You know, so it's not just looking at sickness in right. that terms of cancer and disease, but the whole physical aspect of it. We need truth to come. Right. You know, some people say, well, you got big ears or you got long legs or you got, and that can be depressing. Right. That can be really a bondage in our life as much as having cancer yeah. because that whole area of physical. Wow. And so when the Bible says, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, yes. you might be a person, hey, I eat right, I do, I'm, I'm the right weight, I'm my ideal weight, and still be physically sick. Yeah. That's right. Right? Why? Because the other <coughs> areas you are not really happy about. Mm. And so isn't it amazing when the Bible says in Psalm 139 that I'm fearfully and wonderfully right, made right, so and great. then it, 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 it connects it to our physical body. It's in the womb, I was knitted together. That's right. I'm happy with my color. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm happy with my height. <laughs> I'm happy with my... Because Beautiful. that is Beautiful. as depressing as... You know, having a sickness, you know. Right. And so it's looking at that whole component of the physical area, having truth in it and bringing freedom truth, truth, to that truth, area. Truth. Wow. Freedom. <clears throat> freedom. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, beautiful. Pastor Brian, even some Christians say that they're not happy. Why is that? Well, there's so many, again, like Pastor was just saying, there's so many things to look at. Number one, what is your relationship with God, mm. really? Mm. Um, not calling yourself a Christian because I go to church. Uh, in reality, a lot of people go to church and claim Christianity, mm. but have no relationship with God. 
Wow. And I, I believe that, again, the source of happiness and genuine joy is found in what Pastor was just sharing, righteousness, or sharing last week, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy. That um, a lot of Christians aren't happy, again, because they're judging happiness by circumstance. Or happy, happiness is an emotion, and our emotions lie to us so much. Uh, um, uh, again, uh, oh, genuine right standing relationship with God is number one priority. And so a Christian that comes to me and says that they're not happy, then I, I begin to probe into their relationship some and ask, number one, why are you happy? And then a lot of times when you ask that question, you begin to see the root of where their mindset comes from. Um, I'm not happy because I'm sick. I'm not happy because I don't have money. I'm not happy because my family's not getting along. Goodness. And so they're all different types of components that go into, again, our definition of happiness. Right. Um, but because we are because we pray to prayer, because we go to church, doesn't mean that our relationship is solid in Ooh, God. Right. Mm. Right. And, and mm. when, when we determine and, and totally surrender our life to Christ, wow, totally wow, wow. surrender our life and say, God, my life is totally yours, on, then the fulfillment of his will, of what he originally put inside of me. I love the scripture where, where Jeremiah said that God had, had shown him that he knew him before he placed him in his mother's womb and called him to be a prophet to the nations. And so understanding that God knew us before even our parents knew us right. wow. and finding the fulfillment in God and not my parent or current circumstances. Yeah. You know, I, I said it last week that our current circumstances don't define us. I am defined by who God says I am. That's but until right. I have that relationship mm -hmm. settled that he is number one priority in my life. In him, the scripture says, we live and move and have our being. And so in, in surrendering and submitting my life wholly to God and letting his will come through my life rather than my wants, I think that my want supersedes God's will so many times. Right. Therefore, wow. there's this conflict going on inside of me. Correct. And, and again, the Apostle Paul in the Bible said that every time I would go to do good, evil was present. So mm -hmm. all of us, when, when we're faced with moments and circumstances, we've got a decision to make right then. Right. You know, do I continue to go in the faithfulness of God and his will, even though it's against the flow? Mm. Or do I submit to my own wants and needs and reject what God says that's inside of me and who I am? Wow. So many of <laughs> us would much rather have our will be done Absolutely. than God's will. Because our way is just fast, quick. Just give me $20,000 and I'm good, God. You know, just do it like that. I want a surprise check in the mail. <laughs> right. So yeah. now, because yeah. I don't have that, now I'm looking at myself a different way. And before we go to break, Pastor Glover, many of us have an idea about ourselves mm -hmm. that makes us unhappy. Mm -hmm. What causes us to see ourselves negatively? Uh, yeah, so again, I, I, it, it's denying the reality of God. Pastor Brian spoke uh, last episode about comparison. And I think there's a, a temptation to compare the reality that we have in front of us to an idealized version of ourselves that we see an imaginary version a, 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 a person that is more prepared than we are mm -hmm. developmentally more equipped than we are um, has a different capacity to handle stress than we presently have but that our present circumstance exercises and perfects those things and, and so you're saying we Imagine ourselves not not even comparing ourselves sometimes to somebody else, but to who we uh, want to be. Mm. And it creates and it creates this this unrest. Uh, oh my goodness! And the, and the way so the way the Holy Spirit showed it to me, you know, the the in, in God working us out in courses and you know not stacking us up is you know he lays he lays these courses and and so that it's uh, be faithful over a few things. Right. 
I make thee rule over many. Right. You know, so when we have the few things, we're upset because it's not the many things. We yeah. compare it to the many things, not understanding the opportunity that we have to prepare with the few things. That's good. To, to demonstrate faithfulness that will, uh, that will show that we can manage the, the many things. So a lot of times if we, if we receive the many things, something God just drops the many things right in our lap, you know, we, we, we squander. We're not prepared to, uh, to steward that level. You know, so I think there's a, there's a, we have to, to really, again, lean into the sovereignty, lean wow. into the, the wisdom of God to say that <clears throat> what you have now, what you have now is what you need now. Mm. This is your daily bread. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This, this is your, this is, this is your bread for today. And, uh, and you know, as God, as the Bible says to take care of the challenges of today for tomorrow has challenges That's of its own. right. You know, so to really, uh, to really embrace the, uh, the tremendous developmental opportunity that we have in our present condition. Great day. Yeah. Now, listen, when we come back from break, we're, we're really going to talk about the choices that we make because we make choices every single day concerning happiness, sadness, anger, you know, we're presented with a situation and we make a choice about how we're going to respond. Yeah. So when we get back, we're going to talk about actually choosing joy and happiness. Mm. Is that a real thing? Can we actually choose joy or even happiness mm. and wow. actually experience it simply because we chose it? We'll be back in a moment. Oh, man. Mm. Wait. Did you know that many people are inheriting their ancestors' demonic attacks? What is the root problem when you can win a public battle, but you keep losing your private struggles when no one is watching? How can you drive out of your life spirits of depression and cutting and mental thoughts of suicide? Is there a way to get your mind back when you feel like that you are, as David said, at wit's end? Are there cracks in your faith? Is life full of continual physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual defeats? Folks, I want to teach you how you can learn spiritual warfare strategies from the battle tactics of famous military leaders that when you apply these same strategies, they work in the spirit realm. I will explain how a scandalon is designed to crack and weaken your faith. How will you overcome the biggest test that Satan sends you in your entire life? Discover how you can wear a shield of favor in your daily life. If you feel faint, weak, afraid, or faithless, you absolutely must read my 251-page landmark book, There's a Crack in Your Armor. Instead of losing all the time your spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional battles, go through these 17 detailed chapters loaded with spiritual and practical revelation and get ready to turn the battle forever and move it in your favor. I'm also going to include my two-hour audio CD teaching. I think it's the most important message all year long, what I have learned about spiritual warfare in my lifetime. The Lord impressed me to teach you what the Holy Spirit has taught me for the past 48 months or so and expose Satan's deception and his plots and explain how God's counterattack strategies will work if you apply them. Don't use the wrong weapon for the wrong battle. God has provided all that you need for each battle engagement. The book and CD are now available to the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what denomination you are or if you go to church or not. This is a resource that I think will bless you immensely. The book and the CD are available for your donation of $35 or more. Order by calling 1-888-21-BREAD or you can go online at perrystone.org and order that way. Or if you would prefer to send it through the mail, you can send a check to Perry Stone Ministries. P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. This teaching and instruction is needed right now. I have never seen more people engaging in weird warfare and under mental assaults of the powers of the enemy. Folks, we have the weapons, we have the tools. God has given us the insight, and I want to take what I've learned 46 years of ministry, what he has taught me, and get it into your hands to help you be an overcomer. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the pastors. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're talking about the fact that I want to be happy. Right. That is a cry around the world right now. So, Pastor Nikki, is joy or even happiness 
a choice we can actually make for ourselves and then literally experience it? Mm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking when you're asking the question, um, what was going through my mind was uh, in the Bible, in, in, in uh, Mark chapter number 4, we have this, 14 side, we have the story. Uh, Jesus is sitting in a house, in you know, Simon the, uh, the leper, he's in the house. Everybody was there, the who's who in town. But nobody's really impressed. Mm. <laughs> you know? uh, but there's this woman. The Bible says she broke through the crowd, came to him, and the Bible tells us that she had the alabaster jar of perfume. She broke it and worshipped Jesus. Mm. And that story blows my mind because she made a choice. All right? And everybody else, and he, he, when I look at the story, here's, here's what I look at. Everybody else noticed the act of worship. Right. And measured the act of worship. Mm. And talked about the act of worship. <laughs> and gave <laughs> options to the act of worship. They said things like this. This is like one year's salary. Yes. We could have done this. We could have done that. In her mind, there was no thought about the act. That's good. In her <laughs> mind was the object of worship. <laughs> And sometimes you have to be careful that we are not so much focused on the acts of the choices that we are making. This will, this will, even godly things. Even godly things. That's right. Because godly things will become an idol. Right. Mm. Oh, you know, wow. You got to make sure the object, you know, somebody defined, I, I saw it somewhere, I think at somebody's house, joy, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and you. Mm. You know, it's in that order. Jesus, then focus on others, then focus on yourself. Mm. Is the object always that Jesus? And so, uh, uh, so uh, two things come to my mind very quickly, and that is this: uh, a verse that is thrown around a lot in a parable, ending verse in the Bible. It says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." And then it says, "Enter the joy of the Lord." Yeah. 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 And so, how can I be happy? First of all, by choosing God's assignment for your life. Right. Yes. You know, if you choose to fulfill God's assignment for your life, you can enter the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. <laughs> you know, mm. and that's verse number two. Uh, of course, another verse that is talked about when we hear the word joy is James one. Count it all joy, my right. brethren and sisteren, <laughs> when you go through different <clears throat> circumstances. Yeah. Right. And so you could have painful circumstances that are designed not by God but are designed to really do something in your life. Why? Because in every season you have to ask few questions. You have to ask questions like, hey, in this season I am in, what is God producing in me? Right. Number two, what is God preparing me for that is yeah, ahead? Right. right. And number three, what is God promoting me to? Mm. Right, because walking with God is always forward motion, always, always growing, so good, so right? Good, so and good. so it's easy to, when you look at God's ways, to count it all joy. Why? Yes. Because I might, it might be looking like a tough thing, but guess what? Who I'm becoming? That's right. It might be a tough thing, but guess what? What God is preparing me for? Right. It might be a tough thing, but guess what? The capacity God is increasing me and promoting too. You know, yes, so it's learning to choose when you see what God is doing. You see what God has cut aside for you. You know, it's easy to choose. You know, why? That's because right. that's the Bible bringing truth, bringing freedom to your life. So when you choose joy, when you choose happiness, there's work to be done uh, yes. towards it. <clears throat> it's not just, okay, I choose to be happy. No, that is work. Yes, so you good, can't man. just choose. But yes, you can choose and be happy, but you're going to choose and you have to work towards it. Okay. You can be happy, choose, and you're going to have to work towards that. Now, we're going to have a little test, just a little brief test. So I want you who are watching us right now, I want you to choose of the four of us, which one of us is an expert in one of the martial arts. Just 
Take your time <laughs> and choose. Flex a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. So I'm going to ask this question of the one of us. It's not LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron is it's, it's, an expert in one of the martial arts. Kareem. All right, you already made your choice. <laughs> okay, here we go. Kareem Abdul-Jahan. So. Pastor Brian. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Brian is an expert in one of the martial arts. I want to ask this question of you. And I know you've had many fights. Mm. Uh, and we look at the opposers. In church or out of church? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. You said church and not home. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. We want to talk about those fights that you actually won. <laughs> You're right. I have fought most of my life since I was 12, 13 years old. I've been in a ring somewhere fighting. Wow. That is remarkable. Yeah. So I know you don't look at them necessarily as your enemies. Correct. As, as you're fighting them. They are your opposition. But I wanted to point this question to you. How can we make our enemies be at peace with us and quite possibly actually even be happy <laughs> Make us. them repent. No, I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> of course, uh, <laughs> um, you know, again, a lot of the time, a lot of the the opponents that I fought were friends. You know that we <laughs> that we were we developed a friendship. Now, over I'm the your years. friend. Please don't. <laughs> You're fight my friend. Me. Please don't fight me. But but we developed friendships through the years, and, right. and it was what one of my very close friends was my arch rival for so many years. Wow. And I would win, then he would win, I would win, and he would win. And finally, we just one day at lunch went, why don't we like each other? And, and so it, and that relationship, there became an understanding that we both, we saw value in each other. Right. So, so we both brought something to the table, and we that were both good. good at our art. Nice. And so it really brought clarity to, to why are we fighting? You know, whenever, when I look at you, I see such value in you. And when, when you look at me, you see value in me. And, you know, the scripture says that um, last week, um, Pastor Glover had said something about this particular scripture that said, when a man's ways please the Lord, right. even his enemies will be at peace that's with That's right, him. that's right. And so, my, again, going back, I've been redundant in this statement, but going back to my relationship with God, which is first and foremost in my life. And then Romans 12 comes and it says, if it's possible to live peaceably with right. all men. Mm. Right. And so, mm. uh, I think that I have to make a choice even in that matter. Um, number one, I have to see value in you. Number two, then a soft answer turns away wrath. Oh, you know, right. It's another scripture Amen. that's yeah. in there. And yeah. so, so there becomes this level of respect for you, even though we may have a differences of opinion. You know, my friend that um, that we used to fight against each other all the time, he was from a totally different art. I, my, what I studied was Taekwondo. He was from Zen Shotokai. And so there was two different, one's a Korean, one's a Japanese art. And even though there were differences, there were so many similarities to what we did that even though there was opponent or opposition there, we learned a level of respect for each other and began to see through kind of the deficiencies of what they were and just accept the person for who they are. Wow. I can't change anybody. That's up to God. But I right. can love you and perfect mm. love casts mm. out all fear. Mm. 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 Love, mm. love, love <laughs> is the that's the answer. Booyah. That's the key. Booyah. <laughs> now, Pastor Nikki, what makes God happy with us? Uh -huh. We're talking about God make us happy, do things to make us happy. What makes God happy with us? Help us, <laughs> You know, I, I think, uh, let, let me answer that question two different ways. Um, you know, sometimes when we use the word need, right? Like, you know, do you have a need? Do you have a need? Do you have a need? But how about using that word to ask this question, does God have needs? Right. Wow. You know? Mm. And uh, when you, you look at like that and you look at references in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the life of Jesus, yes. right? The Bible says, you know, sometimes like, like the um, in John chapter 4, right? 
And the woman in Samaria, and he, Jesus said, I must go through Samaria. Right. right? He goes at the well. Mm. He's sitting at the well. Then comes the woman. Right? Why? Because Jesus had a need. <laughs> mm. What was the need? To fulfill her need. Yeah. <laughs> Not the water, but, but her need. You know? and, and I think the father is satisfied, you know, when he can do something for his children. You know? mm. I think so many times we look at it the other way. I must do this, do this, do this to get something. But more than our desire to get something is the father's good pleasure to give us something. Right. Wow. You know, and what he gives us is the root of things, not external things. Mm. Wow. Know, not external things, you know. And, and then the second way I want to answer this question, I, I know what, what Pastor Brian is saying is, is coming back to that relationship, relationship, relationship. But let me just add another coin to that on, on the other side. Is for example, you know, him and his wife could be married. And then tomorrow, Pastor Brian moves to California. He's living in South Carolina. Are they married? Yes. Do they have a relationship? Yes. He's been living there for a year and a half. But after a year and a half, that relationship might not be as solid as, right. you know. So they have a relationship, but they have no fellowship, mm. Mm. right? So I think sometimes you have to use words carefully. You can have a relationship. You will say, I, I'm okay. I don't need God. I, I went to church, prayed a prayer. I read my Bible. Yeah, but, but it's not that. Is that fellowship? Right. Two fellows in a ship. Is that, <laughs> is that that sense of back and yes. forth right. yes. to strengthen that? You know. Mm. And so to so me, is, is that sense of fellowship is important. In order to have that, you know, a uh, heart of God, and, and, and let me say it this way, and years, uh, some years ago, and I always tell the story, I went to this uh, uh, fundraiser. It's a huge fundraiser. There's probably a couple hundred people there, and the guy came up uh, when we were starting, stood on the podium here, and he said, "Hey, we're here for before we get started. We just want to acknowledge that there is a couple here who's been married for 70 years, and so everybody wanted to look, and I also wanted to look. 70 years being married." But this was my problem that night when the couple stood up, they both wore color coordinating clothes and this <laughs> and that. And when you've been married 70 years, they're probably around 90. I couldn't figure out who the man was and who the woman was. Because oh, wow. they look the same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, which is the man and which is the woman? Wow. You know? And then the guy asked a question. So I thought at that time, I'll know because of the voice. Right. And both of them at the same time responded the same thing. Mm. And I thought, this is crazy. <laughs> then the whole night, my whole assignment was trying to figure out. <laughs> and they would hold hands together. They go everywhere together, together, you know. And, and, and this is sad but good <laughs> that they had lived together so long that everything about them became one. Wow. Mm. And the way they look, I mean, that's a little bit sad, but, 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 but <laughs> the way they look, the way they dress, the way they responded <clears throat> to life. And this is what the Bible says. Mm. The Bible says in the book of Acts that when the disciples, they went around behaving like Jesus. Right. Mm. And so they were accused. And they said, we don't know what to call them. Let's call them Christ. Chance. Right? Yeah. Little Christ. Why? Because right. they behave, they look like. Mm. Right. So when you have fellowship with God, guess what? You're being changed, transformed, and people get confused. Right. Is so this good. really Jesus or is this Shane Wall? Wow. Is this really Jesus or is this yeah. Brian? Is this really you know, Jesus? Is this glo They can't tell the difference. Mm. Why? Because everything, attitude, behavior, conversation, conduct has now been transformed. That's so good. It literally transforms. So when we come back, we want to talk about mm. how when people are happy, their attitude changes. So I want to ask, what have you done personally that has actually made somebody's attitude change? Because yeah. you made them happy and you saw the change, yeah. the shift immediately or over time. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Did you know that many people are inheriting their ancestors' demonic attacks? What is the root problem when you can win a public battle, but you keep losing your private struggles when no one is watching? How can you drive out of your life spirits of depression and cutting and mental thoughts of suicide? Is there a way to get your mind back when you feel like that you are, as David said, at wit's end? 
Are there cracks in your faith? Is life full of continual physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual defeats? Folks, I want to teach you how you can learn spiritual warfare strategies from the battle tactics of famous military leaders that when you apply these same strategies, they work in the spirit realm. I will explain how a scandalon is designed to crack and weaken your faith. How will you overcome the biggest test that Satan sends you in your entire life? Discover how you can wear a shield of favor in your daily life. If you feel faint, weak, afraid, or faithless, you absolutely must read my 251-page landmark book, There's a Crack in Your Armor. Instead of losing all the time your spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional battles, go through these 17 detailed chapters loaded with spiritual and practical revelation and get ready to turn the battle forever and move it in your favor. I'm also going to include my two-hour audio CD teaching. I think it's the most important message all year long, what I have learned about spiritual warfare in my lifetime. The Lord impressed me to teach you what the Holy Spirit has taught me for the past 48 months or so and expose Satan's deception and his plots and explain how God's counterattack strategies will work if you apply them. Don't use the wrong weapon for the wrong battle. God has provided all that you need for each battle engagement. The book and CD are now available to the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what denomination you are or if you go to church or not. This is a resource that I think will bless you immensely. The book and the CD are available for your donation of $35 or more. Order by calling 1-888-21-BRED, or you can go online at perrystone.org and order that way. Or if you would prefer to send it through the mail, you can send a check to Perry Stone Ministries, P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. This teaching and instruction is needed right now. I have never seen more people engaging in weird warfare and under mental assaults of the powers of the enemy. Folks, we have the weapons, we have the tools. God has given us the insight, and I want to take what I've learned, 46 years of ministry, what He has taught me, and get it into your hands to help you be an overcomer. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to The Pastors. I want to be happy is the subject matter that we're discussing today. And this is our last segment of this show. And I want to ask this question of Pastor Glover. When people are happy, yeah. their attitudes change. What is an example of something you've done to make someone else happy and you saw an immediate or gradual attitude shift? Hmm. Consistent. Um, consistent love, consistent, um, to, to engage someone, um, with a pleasantry to engage someone that may be even having a hard time. Um, but there is maybe a shell there, you know, my, I have friends and, uh, that I met in college. And a lot of them, they'll say the same thing. They say, man, when, when I met you, I was, I was one way. When I met you, I had an idea about what it is to be masculine, what about, you know, what it is to be, you know, and, 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 and a lot of people are so, um, are so connected to their persona. Yeah. You know, yeah. To the, such prisoners yeah. of, of a persona that mm. sometimes you can, when, when you're free, you know, free makes free. Yeah. And, and, and you give a person a permission to observe another response, you know. Mm. A lot of times, if I don't have to be this way, you know, a lot of people are a way because they feel like, they, you know, something has taught them that they have to be that way. Mm. If I'm hard, I have to, I, I have to be, I have to be hard. If I'm, if I'm the, always the, uh, the one who's serious, you know, I always have to be serious. And uh, even though if I want to laugh, you know, tough people, they laugh this way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I remember uh, I, I, you know, some of the uh, some of the tougher crowd at my school, man. They said, man, man, because they didn't want to laugh. They said, boy, man, go ahead, I get out of here, man. You crazy, man, you know. And, and, and so they just double down on, on the hardness, you know. But uh, one one lesson I learned, um, and, and you have to really allow the Holy Spirit 
to to interrupt your idea about yourself. Mm. And 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 one one thing that I saw the power of God and it, and it changed my life just forever. Uh, I was about 12 years old and I, I forget what I was devastated about, but I was crying. I was by myself and it was I was inconsolable almost. And the Holy Spirit said, go to the mirror. I went to the bathroom mirror. And he says, through my tear-stained eyes, and I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, he says, smile as hard as you can. And I'm looking in the mirror, and I, through all of it, I smiled as hard as I could. <laughs> mm. And whatever was on me <laughs> came off of me. Wow. And I saw that, that, that joy, that I always have an opportunity to observe a joy. And if it could crack through that kind of devastation that I was carrying, I realized that the leading of the Holy Spirit, that the person of Christ, that, that, that the kingdom of heaven could, could crack through anyone and could, uh, and, and could break off the, uh, the bondage mm -hmm. of a persona or the bondage of, a, of an idea that a lot of times is a lie from, from the devil, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, but I would say, you know, <laughs> to, to bring the kingdom and to be consistent with it, you know, is how you, how you change a person over time. It has, to, it has to just be a, a reality of who you are. Um, again, an identity. The kingdom has to be who we are right. and not what we do. Right. It has wow. to be who we are because if it's who we are, it's who we always are. Right. How can we change somebody? We see somebody. And how, can, can we change them in, in, in that way? And I don't mean for just that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, can we impart a, a mindset just by <laughs> causing them to be happy. Well, the, the, we, we're commanded to, you know, discipleship <laughs> is a, you know, like, like it, it is literally to disciple a person out of, out of where they are. So, so it, there's a discipline of joy, you know, there, there's a, there's a discipline of, of love. There's a discipline of peace, you know, so to, yes, those things can be can be imparted, you know, it's a, it's a walking with Christ. If we're, if we're transformed, then someone else can be transformed. I have to believe that it's possible for someone else. And so, uh, so to, to answer your question, you know, the, 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 the experience of, of a son of God is the Bible says that, that, that all of creation groans for this encounter, for the revealing of a son of God. Why yeah. would you groan unless you feel like my circumstance can be different if a son of God shows up in, in front of me, you know, and, and presents me with, 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 you know, the kingdom of God and all of its fullness. So, you know, I, I do believe that we're called upon to, to go out and make disciples. But again, um, it's putting on the person of Christ, resisting the urge to, and letting the person of Christ eclipse us and then and, and resisting the urge to, to ever eclipse him, you know, in our love expression. You know, when, when, when we start, when you start to see love penetrate mm. and transform, I, really, I do believe that love, love is the only transformative ointment. It is, it is God's prescription. There's no, it's not magic. It's not, it's, it's, it's love. It's love endurance. never fails. Yeah, love right. never fails. Yeah. And so, so I do believe that love is transformative. You know, the mm. Bible says that, you know, to, again, as Pastor Nikki said, to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Right. You know, so I, I believe that we're, uh, we're challenged and we're charged with that beautiful opportunity to, to, to engage in the, in, in the transforming and the making of a disciple um, of Christ. So with, with that being said, yes, sir. And, and we're all Christians, Pastor Bryant, what do you do when you find yourself unhappy? There, again. Listen to country music. <laughs> <laughs> country no, no, not hardly no i'm the furthest yeah. thing i heard somebody say it makes you sadder yes yes tear in my beer and stuff <laughs> yeah. i don't know this has been fun um i'm happy uh, i think that revealing the source of number one of of why i'm not happy you know is it is it just an emotion is is it a present circumstance is it because i am out of a line mode the will of god mm. is it uh because there's some kind of dissension in a relationship that i have somewhere um so there are layers that i need to unfold first of all uh and then i begin to go after those areas um uh, through whatever means. If it's something maybe that uh, somebody offended me, then I go to them and discuss it. If it's my relationship with God, I, I seek peace. 
um, if it is the uh, uh, current circumstance that's beyond my control, I ask Holy Spirit then, Lord, this is out of my control. I have, I, there's nothing I can do about this physically. So uh, then the Bible says to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, right. make your request known unto the Lord. And so then I began to try as best as we can. We're all human and we want to hold on and correct our own issues. But there's something about getting to a place to realize that I can't control the circumstance anymore. So, Lord, the Bible says for me to cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. That's right. And sometimes just the release of that, sometimes just the the presenting God with what I'm anxious about mm-hmm. and saying, Lord, you you see, you created me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. But Lord, I need you. I need yes. you more than I ever have in this moment. Yeah. And so submitting my will to his will mm-hmm. in that circumstance, in that moment, then getting that out of me, which is poisonous because I can hold on to it, you know, which is a whole other topic because the scripture talks about that the root of bitterness beginning to to get embedded in my spirit then it's a whole other dynamic to this thing which which takes me deeper but just getting that out of me which I term poisonous and just submitting that to God and just asking him to then begin moving in my life in a way that pleases him and if my life pleases him then i'm going to gain a level of fulfillment and joy back in my life because i'm back in alignment with him and that's perfect with god and then sometimes i found and and you you mentioned it as well sometimes i find for myself people make me unhappy absolutely (laughs) Hmm. quite a bit and honestly I just try to deal with it internally. I do. But I'm going to say something that I have had to learn the hard way because sometimes I don't even want to talk to that individual about what they did Mm -hmm. because I can't trust shame. You know, I can trust apostle. I can trust pastor. (laughs) I can't trust shame. So I've learned Wow. How to actually talk to that person in such a manner that I'm able to express how they made me feel. Mm. Right. And come to peace, as, as you mentioned, come to a peace, even if that individual doesn't come to a peace. Uh, right. Mm. Or either they don't mm. want to talk about right. it. And, and I've had that to happen where people, they don't even want to be your friends wow. anymore because you have, I just wanted to, t- this is what you did. And being honest, that hurt me. I was hurt by what you yeah. did. I was just gonna just deal with it and say, you know, hey, that's just how they are. But no, I, mm. I've learned. Yeah. Been Sometimes there. I need to just release it. I yes, need sir. to let you know. I don't like what you did. That, right. that really hurt. And as men, we don't want to tell anybody right. that, that you right. hurt You hurt Poor me. macho. Oh, no, no. You'll never know. I will <laughs> cry in my closet, <laughs> but you'll never know. And I've learned that in order for me to be happy, I need to express how I'm feeling. Yeah. Or as you said, it heavy, can heavy. grow, you can grow some bitterness yes, there. Heavy. And God is not, he's not pleased with that. Yes, so sir. it's difficult. So I encourage you, talk to the one, but do it in peace. Do it Excellent. with the mindset. Right. Excellent. I want us to come back together. If they don't want it, you did your part. Yeah. Right. And that's all that God is requiring of us. Amen. So. If you don't know Jesus Christ and he will bring peace, as a matter of fact, he said, my peace I give unto you. Yes. Not as the world gives, do I give unto you. The world will give to you and then tell everybody about it or say, hey, give that back to me because you haven't done this, Mm. that and the other. What is that? But God will not do that to you. Jesus Christ will not do that to you. Give Jesus your life. Let's pray together now. Mm -hmm. If you can, just bow your head, close your eyes, and say, Father, 
I come before you now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Come into my heart. Yes, mighty God. Live through me, Jesus. Yes, I know you died for me. And God raised you from the dead. I'm a sinner. I want to come to you now. Lord Jesus, lead and guide me by your spirit. Thank you for dying for me. Live through me so I can please the Father. I humble myself to you and I worship you with the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. God bless you. <clears throat> Welcome to the kingdom yes. of God, the family of God. And you hear us say kingdom quite a bit. And as Pastor Nikki said before, the kingdom is simply God's way of doing things. How whatever God does. Have you ever thought about this? Can you think of something that God has ever done that was not a miracle? Mm -hmm. Wow. Nothing. Everything that God does is a miracle. It's a blessing for us. So what we're sharing, we're sharing so that you can be blessed, so that God can do a work in your life, so you can be the miracle. Go out and make somebody happy. Amen. All right. We love yes. you so much. Thank you so much for joining the pastors. Have a blessed one. God bless you and your family. God Thank bless you. For joining you. Us.